The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, veteran Lucas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Lucas Lecture. This is me, Veteran Lucas. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day or night, whenever you're listening. Uh, still in Japan, our summer vacation has ended. I'm really looking forward to seeing this thing people call fall. Remember, I'm from Florida. I've never seen leaves change colors. Luckily, I'm not one of the areas that snows. I think that would, I think that would break me as a Floridian. I think that might actually kill me. But on to today's topic. So. Who here out there remembers a little game series called Pokemon Ranger? To the young Zoomers in the audience, if you guys could give me and the other millennials a chance to just bathe in nostalgia, uh, you'll be doing it in a few years too. Trust me, it's something we all do. Pokemon Ranger, for those who never played it, was a spin-off series that took place in several new regions in the Pokemon world. Now, the concept was different from every other Pokemon game in that you still played a plunky youngster who wanted to be the very best, But instead of being a Pokemon master, you join, one way or the other, the elite Pokemon Rangers in whatever region you're in. Now, the regions that the Pokemon Rangers are in function differently than the other regions of the Pokemon world. Pokemon aren't kept in Pokeballs as much. You get one partner who just hangs out with you, but the rest of the Pokemon are captured with capture styluses, which allow you to control and calm Pokemon for a limited period of time. So instead of Pokeballs doing the work, you'll you go out with a high-tech Beyblade, spin it around a Pokemon, and then you get to hold on to it for a limited amount of time, and it helps you do stuff. So the stuff that you'll do in the game is everything from helping solve ecological problems, defeating criminals using Pokemon, and even arresting poachers. Uh, to you do get that partner Pokemon, like I said, but given that this is Pokemon, a lot of your partners are just Pikachu clones. Uh, Pokemon sunk a good chunk of change into the series because they had an anime adaptation, they had merchandise made from it, um, they had little micro-movies made out of it. I thought it was an awesome series. Not everyone did, obviously, otherwise it'd still be around. But it was a nice departure that took place in the late 20 aughts. One thing I would say that because I am an animal educator, this has given me the chance to meet real rangers. Not just the ones in the game, but to meet real park rangers. And I got a mad level of respect for these naturalists and rangers for what they do. One of my oldest work friends and one of the people who helped train me is currently a ranger and assistant at a national park in Georgia. So why am I bringing this up? So there are three reasons. One, Nostalgia is marketable, and it makes for more hits. Two, the 10th anniversary of Pokemon Ranger Guardian Signs is about a month away, and it was the last Pokemon Ranger game ever made of the three. And then three, because I have to compare Pokemon Rangers to the real deal, I want to compare the Rangers in the game to Rangers in real life. I want to see just how much they correlate and the differences in their job descriptions. So we have three job descriptions we have to go over. We have to go over the solving ecological problems, defeating criminals who use Pokemon to commit crimes, and arresting Pokemon poachers. So definitely there are going to be some that they don't do, but I think there's going to be a lot of overlap. So let's get started 
And there are ranger organizations all over the world. Just about every country who has a National Park Service of some variety has rangers and government officials who are there. Uh, we'll go with the three that I know the most about. So for starters, up in this corner, we have the United States of America and the National Park Service. Their job is to manage and monitor all the national parks and historical monuments in the United States. They have over 13,000 people working with them across the country, everywhere from the mountains in Alaska to the beaches in Key West. They operate under the Department of the Interior and were formed in 1916. So they have such large diversity in tasks, meaning that they have a lot of people to do a lot of different jobs. You have people who are like me, who are educators, who interpret the history and welcome guests. You have people who are job it is to clean up the parks. You have people whose job it is to restore artifacts. They even have their own form of law enforcement and firefighting team. The National Park Service being so large gives them such diverse tasks that to me, they're one of the greatest examples of diversity in any given ranger service. Instead of just doing one or two things, they do a bunch of things and they do it really, really well. Next up, we have the Ministry of the Environment, the MOE from Japan. So in 1953, they copied parts of the American park system and the rangers from Japan are tasked with very similar goals. A fun Pokemon fact, in the Pokemon Ranger games, you start. You have people who are called top rangers, who are the best rangers in the world. There's 12 of them. When the Japanese uh, Park Service first started, there were only 12 rangers to begin with as well. So that's a nice nod to some very, very obscure history. I doubt it's going to be on trivia. Since Japan's population is so dense, uh, the land ownership and who controls what is a minefield of bureaucracy and red tape. Uh, the zoning, surveying, expecting, repairing, and promoting restoration of all these national parks in Japan have to be done very carefully because the amount of land that they had isn't as vast as the United States. So they have people doing tons of different things out there, just like the United States, but who owns the land and who operates it can be very different. I think the biggest difference from the American system is that they don't really have a branch of law enforcement that I could find. I looked into it and I couldn't really find much of anything. Uh, obviously, they have to rely on different things to help them out. So, for example, because Japan is so rich in history and people will just be living out in the woods, there are actually groups of volunteers who are locals who will help them maintain the beauty of each area because who better to maintain and operate an area than the people who've lived there for maybe longer than even the United States has been around. Uh, the big goal that a lot of them have is to maintain it so that way there's as little human interaction with an area as possible. Last up, we have the Kenyan Wildlife Service, the toughest people that you'll find in the Rangers. So they were established in 1989. Their job is to defend the 39 national parks and reserves from poachers, reaching out to local communities and teach about conservation, and treat sick and wounded animals. Their job is a lot harder in terms of fatality. Uh, Kenya is no stranger to conflict, and poaching has been a big problem for a long time. Pointing out one, the Lewa Wildlife Conservancy in northern Kenya combats poaching with a combination of armed rangers, canine units, aerial surveillance, and they're so good at what they do in the park that in 2014 they were the only park that did not lose a rhino to poaching in 2014. Again, 
fascinating group of people and definitely the toughest of the ranger heroes in terms of pure combat. Now, they don't have the diversity of tasks like the United States. They don't have the government programs the same as Japan. Uh, but they do hold up one of the most dangerous tasks because the poachers shoot back. Like, this is one of the most dangerous jobs in the world is dealing with people who are desperate enough to try and take these animals away from the wild. Uh, we'll get into more details on that. But for now, let's look and see how they stack up. So, solving ecological problems. In Pokemon Ranger, you spend a good chunk of the game at least in the beginning, putting out fires and rescuing Pokemon in need. Uh, you do this by getting Pokemon nearby to help you out. So if you have a fire, you go and find a Blastoise, you make it your friend, and you go and put out that fire. If a Pokemon's out of control, you have to use your stylus to calm it down. Uh, the first game, there were missions where you actually had to take out a group of Grimers that were infesting a water treatment plant. Now, obviously, rangers aren't going to go running into towns to try and solve these issues in most cases, but a ranger's number one job is to solve ecological problems, even if they aren't man-made. After a hurricane, rangers will go in Florida, and they will have to assess the damages and restore the trails. They're going to have to make sure that everything is safe, not just for guests, but also for themselves to operate. If a fire breaks out, there are firefighting teams that will be out there to help control the blaze until more help arrives. Uh, the Japanese and Kenyan rangers have to deal with the same issues on a daily basis, just like the United States. One thing deep people don't pick up on is on the tracking and elimination of invasive species. This is a huge problem for everyone, but Japan is unique because it's an island. Uh, the mongoose, we actually discussed this guy back in episode 2, uh, who turned into young goose in the Alolan series, is a monster. It's one of the most invasive animals on the planet, and in Japan, they are killing the Amami rabbit populations. Um, this is a specific rabbit that only lives in the area. Uh, they were brought in to kill snakes, and now they're on a so-called uh, a blacklist. So instead of a red list where we have to protect the animal, they're on a blacklist where we catch them and we put them down humanely. So in terms of solving ecological problems, yeah, they both function pretty much the same. Now... Defeating criminals who use Pokemon for evil doesn't quite count. Uh, you're not going to get people who are using elephants to hunt down more elephants. That would be cool in a horrible poaching kind of way. Still be cool. So let's just skip to poaching for now. So poaching is a big problem whenever there's an animal that's worth money. Uh, whenever there's any kind of animal that's worth something, there's a chance of a poacher. In the third game... The bad guys are actually called the Pokemon Pinchers, who will literally specialize in catching rare Pokemons to sell on the black market. You have to stop them and bring them to justice. In real life, this issue is just the same. It's the exact same issue, only a lot more real. The largest market for poached animals comes from China, where medicines have been used for thousands of years that demand the body parts of specific animals. So I know our first instinct is whenever we hear about poaching, it's to think, oh, whoever's doing it is a monster. They're evil. They're doing terrible things, and they should be put down like the animals they're putting down. I want to remind you something we brought up a long time ago. How much does a poacher make from killing a rhino? 50 bucks. Whatever number you just said, it's probably way too high. $50 is what they make. How you stop poaching is actually by cutting out whoever's buying it. If you stop the people buying it, no one's actually going to hunt it. I'm sorry, wanted to get off on that tangent because that's a big part of who I am. You can't attack desperate people for being desperate because if it's between putting food on the table for my family and killing a rhino, well, you guys can think about where you would be in that situation. Anywho, 
So if you really want to know more about who stops poaching in the United States, it's not the National Park Service. Oh, the National Park Service does tons of really cool stuff. But even though they have their own law enforcement, that law enforcement stays in and around the parks. Their job is to enforce to make sure things are safe for guests, that they're search and rescue, and make arrests if anyone does anything they shouldn't be out there. Uh, they do stop poaching, but not to the extent as the United States Fish and Wildlife Services does and their Office of Law Enforcement. Man, that's a mouthful. Hang on, I'm going to say it slower. United States Fish and Wildlife Service, Office of Law Enforcement. They take care of the international animal smuggling in and out of the country, as well as enforcing hunting laws. They have their own forensics lab in Oregon. They are the ones who take care of poaching in a big way versus the National Park Service that does what they can in their own areas to stop animals from being hunted. Uh, Japan does not seem to have a focus group of law enforcement agents at the ready, which means that they more than likely use local law enforcement to deal with it or have a dedicated group I was unable to track down. If anybody knows anything about Japanese law enforcement for the natural world, please let me know. I would love to hear about it. Uh, now, they do have hunting to a limited state extent in Japan. In fact, uh, most guns have to go through a rigid, rigid bureaucratic nightmare to get your hands on, and most of them are owned up north in Hokkaido, where there are bears that can go onto your property and cause a lot of damage. Kenya's poaching problem is pretty well known, and it's the bloodiest of the three. When the poachers are going after you not just with guns for hunting animals, but also with AK-47, you know you picked a dangerous line of work. Now, they don't go in guns a-blazing. The rangers tend to have ways of dealing with it with a lot more sophistication. The aerial surveillance, the canine units. Honestly, if you want to be a Pokemon ranger in real life, being a Kenyan one seems to be the closest way. Because all you need to do is have your dog, and there's your partner Pokemon, and then go out and stop poachers. There. Problem solved. Now, to be a Pokemon ranger in the game... Um, Unlike a Pokemon trainer where at 10 years old, an older man or woman hands you a Pokemon and says, get out of here, um, you actually have to go to school. So there actually are Pokemon Ranger schools that will actually teach them how to operate in the parks and around the Pokemon region. The same is true of being a Ranger. In most cases, you have to have a bachelor's degree in something related to what you're going into or experience in a similar field. You might have to go through firearms training, horseback training. You might learn how to... Mountain Climb. The Pokemon Rangers games do a lot of fun stuff to add into the real game. And I think that's one thing that they probably didn't intend. But I like that they actually show that you can't just go into being a park ranger or a ranger of any kind just because you're plucky, young, and adorable. So to start wrapping all of this up, the Pokemon Ranger games do a pretty good job explaining the lives of real rangers with obvious liberties and exaggerations taken. Instead of getting local animals to help you, the real rangers have to use their wits, tools, and talents to get the job done on their own. Instead of a small child and his pet rat, it's a whole team of field workers, managers, educators, even office workers doing what they can to keep the area that they are protecting as pristine as possible. They do work in some of the most beautiful places in the world, and honestly, they don't get enough respect. In the United States, in the last four years, they did get their budgets cut. And I don't think that's right, given how much the United States depends on the revenue generated by those parks. Billions of dollars are generated from these parks. And I love the fact that the Rangers do everything they can to keep it that way. Especially, shout out to the educators. We don't get as much love as we should. But everywhere that there is nature needs protecting. Everywhere that there is a spot of land that says, hey, 
don't hunt here, don't be a jerk, leave the bison alone. There's always going to be someone out there who's trying to keep it safe. So, if you would like to be a ranger, like a real park ranger, the United States does have a government job website where you can look into it. I will say, you're probably going to have to get that bachelor's degree in environmental sciences, you're going to want to get a, or an animal biology degree, you're probably going to have to volunteer at a park first, but if you really are one of those people who's like, you know what, I want to live my life outdoors, I want to do what I can for my local ecosystem, hey, I'm all about that life, and I want to see you succeed at that dream. So I am going to attach, at least for our United States people, I'll see if I can attach the website to looking for being into a ranger, or if I can find any information that makes it easier. For all of our international people, I I'm sorry, I can't find all of your country's stuff. I mean, I can assume that you all have government websites that will tell you how to do it because they are technically government jobs. And like any good government job, most of them come with benefits and health insurance. And you get off on Christmas. I know that's not everyone's holiday, but if you can get off on Christmas, I feel that's still a pretty good bargain. Anywho, I hope you guys had a great time with this episode. I love talking about these obscure games, and maybe we'll talk about some of the other random games too. I do also want to do one on some of the other Pokemon jobs, because some of them sound more dangerous. Anywho, I'm Veteran Lucas. Hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day or night. We hope you guys keep listening, keep enjoying our content. If you have anything you want to say to us, shout out on Twitter or Facebook. We do have our email, uh, pokescience at yahoo.com. Yes, we still use Yahoo. Yes, we still use Yahoo. Yahoo ain't dead. Fight me on that, brothers. Anywho, Take care, everyone. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Peace.